You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Good morning. We are here at Real Presence Live in Rapid City, South Dakota at the most wonderful store in Rapid City. In Rapid City, the Mustard Seed Catholic Store. Lots of temptations this morning. As we join Bishop John Folder from the Diocese of Fargo. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning. Glad to be with you. Thank you for joining us. We've had a, a good start this morning talking about the Sacrament of Confirmation. And I, I think you're going to tell us a little more about the Sacrament. Well, I will try to, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, good morning, Bishop. This is My name is Karen, and um, we're, Jock is helping me host today. And we, um, we both have, a, well, I have a slight background in teaching confirmation classes, and Jacques has a much greater background in it. So this is going to be exciting for us to be able to hear what you can add to, to the Sacrament of Confirmation discussion we started off with, and then just kind of... I guess, prepare our listeners for, um, if any of them, I think it's important that the parents understand what the Sacrament of Confirmation is in case they have forgotten from when they were confirmed as they their children are going through the program, either currently or in the near future. So um, what a timely interview for us today. <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm glad to be with you. It's a, it's a privilege. So... We want to go deeper into the importance of the sacrament of confirmation. Um, it's one of the seven sacraments, and it's one of those that I always tell my kids when I'm teaching them, hey, you know, how, which sacraments can you only receive once? And, and they come up with the strangest answer. Some of them aren't even sacrament names. And so <laughs> I'm like, no, guys, what class are you in? And they're like, CCD. And I'm like, no, what class are you in? And they're like, a uh, religious class, and at times I'm like, oh, no, you're in confirmation class. And so I'm just like, okay, let's go back to the basics. So that's what this interview is going to be, the basics of confirmation. So let's start with what is the Catholic understanding of the sacrament of confirmation? Well, it's, it's all about the Holy Spirit. I think that uh, confirmation is one of the sacraments of initiation that fully initiates us into the life of the Holy Trinity, into the life of God. Um, through baptism, of course, we first receive this sanctifying grace, this share in, in God's own divine life, and that divine grace, you might say, is deepened and broadened in us through the sacrament of confirmation because we receive the Holy Spirit in, a, in an even more powerful way. I, I always like to go back to Pentecost when the apostles were gathered in the upper room and Jesus had already breathed on them the Holy Spirit uh, on Easter Sunday when they were in that same upper room. We read that in the Gospel of John. But then after the ascension of our Lord, uh, the apostles were gathered again in the upper room waiting for the gift of the Spirit that Jesus had promised. And, and in the moment of Pentecost, it was, it was the day of Pentecost, and in that moment the Holy Spirit came down upon them and filled them with the gifts, the graces they needed to 
really carry out the mission that had been given to them. And he made a, a, a dwelling place within them in an even more uh, complete way through confirmation, or he does that through confirmation, just as he did with the apostles, so that those who are confirmed can really experience the, the life of God in their lives even more fully and then uh, receive the gifts that the Spirit wishes to give them so that they can go out into the world and, and carry out the, the mission and live the life that our Lord gave all of his followers. So you might say that uh, confirmation, it's an initiation sacrament. As I said, it, it initiates us or com- continues our initiation into the life of God. But then it is also, I think, a, a mission sacrament. It sends us forth. There's a, a receiving of gifts that allows us to be the, the follower of Christ that he has called us to be in a very, very powerful way. So uh, that's kind of in a nutshell the way I would describe it. And as you said, it's a sacrament we only receive once. Uh, it's a character sacrament that leaves a permanent uh, spiritual uh, character or imprint on the soul, this imprint of the presence of the Holy Spirit, we're, we're marked as belonging entirely to God, and that that continues with us into eternity, that character uh, of one who belongs to, to the Lord. So, anyway, those are a few, uh, a few thoughts that I would share with you in answer to that kind of start-up question. Yeah, so you you referenced a lot of scripture in there, a lot of Bible stories that we hear as we've we've been even as a young child, you read the Bible sto- the Bible in even the simplest form, and those stories are included in there. But is there um, w- some scriptural basis for this sacrament? You know, where when it was the promise of this sacrament? Or I, obviously, at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, that there's the action of Him coming, the action of the this confirmation, but how it is today, you know, where the bishop comes, which I just gave away the next question, but <laughs> the bishop comes and, and he, he's there. What is, is there scriptural basis for the ceremony, for the, the actions, for the, what confirmation is today? There is, there is. The laying on of hands that takes place in the sacrament of confirmation is spoken of uh, in the scriptures, especially in the Acts of the Apostles. Um, the apostles uh, prayed over the the people and on, on a number of occasions, and it speaks of them laying their hands upon uh, those who were hearing their preaching, and the Spirit came upon them. The Spirit came uh, into their presence, and through that prayer and that laying on of hands, they received the Holy Spirit in a very specific way. So, yeah, there is uh, a a scriptural basis for what we do in the sacrament. And of course, you know, in the Gospels, Jesus had promised to send the gift of the gift of the Father, and that too is, you know, fulfilled in the moment of confirmation, or the moment of of Pentecost, but then the moment of confirmation when uh, the, the individual is confirmed. And, you know, again, we saw that in the New Testament, when the apostles prayed over and imposed hands on those who listened to their preaching and those who were uh, well disposed, and, and the Spirit came. Yeah, that's great. I like to tell my my students, and I say, you know, do you realize that this this is 
you are receiving what the apostles received. Right. You are receiving what the first Christians received. This is something that's from the very beginning of the foundation of the Catholic Church that has been preserved. The, everything is, is just the same. And I, I try to impart on them that this brings us into the whole Catholic oneness, the same sacrifice, the same, the same sacraments. It's not just here today, same sacraments. It's throughout church history, same sacraments. And I think that's missed on them as children. <laughs> but, but on me as an adult, it blows me away when I ponder that, that the gifts of the, of the Holy Spirit and, and the gift of confirmation, the sacrament that has been given to us, has been with the church from the very beginning, as all the, all the sacraments. And it is, it, it is mind-blowing to think how much God loves us to have given us this opportunity to share in this sacrament in a in the love of him to be marked belonging to him on even a greater level than just baptism right it is and and i think you're right that's important for us to get across to them that you know this sacrament this uh giving of the holy spirit to uh, God's people is something that goes back to the very beginning and i use that same image when i talk to the young people that i confirm that they're receiving the Holy Spirit in the same way that the apostles did. And every time confirmation is celebrated, you could say that it's a new Pentecost because the Holy Spirit is once again uh, forming, uh, well, taking up his dwelling place within us, but also forming us to be followers of Christ. And just as the apostles received that gift of the Holy Spirit, so do these young people who are to be confirmed in the life of the church. It's just a, a continuation of what, what was begun in those uh, very, very early earliest days of the life of the church. So, And you're right, sometimes young people don't really have a, an appreciation for that history, but uh, it's just something to pass along to them anyway. And, you know, I think you can make uh, comparisons with other really important moments of history that they perhaps would... Uh, latch onto and then say, well, this is just like that. You know, it's, it's, a, it's another way that we're linked to Jesus through the Holy Spirit all the way back through the ages, and it's without interruption. It's, it's continuous all the way through. Oh, that's a beautiful way of putting it, Bishop. Well, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, uh, Bishop John, I'd like to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. I think that it's important that people understand what the sacrament of confirmation what those gifts are given to us freely given to us by god and then also how the fruits of the holy spirit are different from the gifts of the holy spirit so um stay with us here on real presence live when we come back we'll continue the conversation with bishop john folda from the diocese of fargo this is real presence live where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. 
From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. One of the gentlemen who works with the high school students uh, came to the faith through the radio station. Oh, he uh, awesome. uh, he kind of was, was he, he said more or less he was an atheist, didn't have any working faith at all, and he started listening to the radio station just out of curiosity at first, but then he found the answers compelling. You know, he had this impression that religion really didn't have the answer to these meaningful questions. And he would flip to the radio station and he would continue listening because he was intrigued by the answers. And he would listen more and more. And eventually, after several months, he said to himself, I don't have any more hang-ups. I don't have any more objection. I don't have a coherent reason at why I'm not Catholic. Wow. But just like you said, when you're in your home, you can turn on the radio and get those answers that you're thirsting for. And he did. It it started with Real Presence Radio. Real Presence Radio is available on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, Okay, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use words like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Google Assistant devices. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thank you for joining us again this morning. It's a beautiful, lovely, no snow morning in Rapid City, South Dakota. Are you rubbing that in? <laughs> We're in the, uh, the mustard seed. Thankfully, we only have like two minute breaks. Otherwise, we'd be perusing the store and uh, and buying things. And uh, but this morning, we're here with Bishop John Folda from the Diocese of Fargo, talking to us about the beautiful sacrament of confirmation. And uh, we promised before the break, yes, Bishop, I did. I did. that you would clear up clear up some mystery of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What are they, and why are they important? Well, they're very important because uh, they're they're given to us by the Spirit, kind of as a, a well, the Catechism tells us that they're like a permanent disposition that help us to be docile to God working in our lives. And you know, you, we all know the list of them. I think um, wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, piety, fear of the Lord, and fortitude, and and those gifts are given to us once again so that we can be open to God's working in our life and then go forward. And, and I have, like, again, I always talk about mission, going forward and putting into uh, real-life form the, the virtues, the graces that we receive uh, from our Lord. So you can say that uh, they, they fulfill or they complete, in a certain sense, what was begun in baptism. And it's not that baptism is incomplete. It's just that these they're, they're almost like perfections. They perfect the the virtues of faith, hope, and love or charity that we receive in baptism. And then they allow us to be open and docile and 
zealous and vigorous in the living of our faith in an everyday way. So the gifts of the Spirit are wonderful blessings to us. And, you know, again, the Catechism talks about how they're permanent dispositions. They're with us always by the very fact that uh, we receive this spiritual character of confirmation. And I always tell the young people when I confirm them that, you know, if you need wisdom, you just pray for wisdom. It's already within you, but it just has to be let let loose, you might say. It has to be uh, allowed to be at work. And if you need fortitude, then it's there within you by the, the imparting of the Holy Spirit at confirmation. And pray for it. It'll be there for you. You just need to ask for it. And, and you've already got it, you know. It's true of all those gifts, and the same with fear of the Lord and understanding and all the rest as well. So the gifts of the Spirit are remarkable. I always make the the students, well, I don't make them, but the students always memorize that list because they know I'm going to ask them about those gifts when I mm-hmm. confirm them. And uh, that's, that's great. As soon as I ask about the gifts, boy, the hands go up. They're, they're, <laughs> eager, to, they're eager to answer. They're, they're eager to, rem- to show that they remember the, yeah, yeah. the list. So one of the blessings that has come to me from teaching the confirmation class is as I'm teaching them the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I, what they mean, what the action might look like in their life, I'm reminded of all those times that those gifts have been present in a very obvious way in my own life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, before teaching the confirmation class, I can't say that I dwell, I, I thought about that. I, I didn't necessarily look for those actions, look for those gifts put into motion in my life. And that has been a beautiful gift for me. And also, I have to point out, it's a, as cheesy as it is, um, I tell my confirmation students that when you see the fort, know that there is pie for the Lord. And that's how you can remember <laughs> all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, what's really funny is when my confirmation class last year were going to be tested by Bishop Peter, they went and wrote on the whiteboard, when you see the fort, know that there is pie for the Lord, so that they could remember because they knew he, had, he would have his back to it. <laughs> And they still will come up to me today and say, I remember when you see the fourth, remember there's pie for the Lord. You know, and I'm like, oh my goodness, guys, that was cheesy. That was corny. But if that's what it takes for them to remember that there, that's what it takes. That's right. right. But, you know, to even just remember that you do have wisdom. It is there available to you. Right. Right. You know, if you don't remember that's a gift, then it's hard to remember to ask for specifically in prayer for that to be, show me the wisdom. God, I know I have it, but where, right. is, where is it? Right, right, exactly. And, you know, it's an habitual thing, too. We have to we have to just dwell in that wisdom, dwell in that fortitude and, and all those other gifts and let them be active in our lives. And, and I think the more open we are to them, the more vigorous and active they will be within us. Mm-hmm. You know, if we just kind of... Uh, memorize the words and then put it on a shelf, then it's going to be a little harder to access those things if we're not ever um, exercising them, you might say. It's, it's, I think that's true of any skill, of any, uh, any ability that we have. But those, these gifts are, they're just there, and they're just waiting to jump out, you might say. 
Bishop, I just bought a, a gift. Hopefully, she's not listening for my wife for Christmas. And oh I, boy, Annie, you close I, your ears. And I handed it to uh, our second oldest son, and I said, "Will you remem- remind me that I bought this?" Because <laughs> it is always the case that I buy something, and it's a beautiful idea in the moment, and then I hide it somewhere, you know, so it doesn't get found, and then I totally forget about it. And it's like Christmas Day; everyone's opening things up, and then I'm like, "Oh." Hey, wait a second. <laughs> Not so, done yet. Yeah, we don't want the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be forgotten. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Up dust on the shelf. That's a great <laughs> image. Great, great image. That's true. Well, now, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, they are different. But now, I have no corny, cheesy line to help remember the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So can you tell our listeners what they are and then how they differ, how they differ from the gifts? Sure. Sure. You know, I think, again, I I like to go back to the catechism because it's a it's a pretty good description and you see different descriptions of the of the fruits of the spirit. But the catechism says that they're they're perfections that the spirit forms in us, um, perfections that are or enjoyments even that the Holy Spirit gives us in our practice of the virtues in our in our living of the gifts. So they're they're almost necessary. Um, results or, or consequences of living in the Spirit, living in the gifts of the Spirit. And they're mentioned by St. Paul in the letter to the, to the Galatians, but the, the list of them, I, I'm sure our listeners would recognize some of these. You know, it starts off with love or charity and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, and chastity. And all of these, again, they're, they're fruits of living in the Spirit. They're perfections that the Spirit forms in us. Uh, the more we live and, and uh, dwell in the Spirit, the more these fruits are going to emerge within us. And uh, so they're, they, too, are beautiful. And, and Paul spoke of them in, in Galatians, I think it was, to exhort the people to be faithful and to... Uh, really live in Christ, to live in the Holy Spirit in the way that they had been taught, and and to recognize these fruits as the results of that of that following of that discipleship. So they're they're fruits, but you know, in another sense, they are gifts too, because they're blessings, they're graces for us, and and we can see how they become operative in our lives too. The more we're faithful to God in our in our daily lives and the way we live and. The Holy Spirit, you almost might say that the Holy Spirit rewards us, but it's not a reward so much. It's just a, a sheer gift for uh, our living in, in Him, our living in Christ. And so they're, they're great blessings, great, great blessings. But I think you're right. I'm not, I'm not aware of any acronyms or any, you know, uh, <laughs> fun, fun little uh There's a song. Rhyme. Is there? Is there really? I don't know it. Jacques, you Annie, can't just say there's a song and not sing it. You know, <laughs> you'll have to have Annie on to sing the song. So she grew up uh, not Catholic, and in her uh, Protestant church, they learned a song that was a very catchy tune that I oh, did, we're gonna I did to not learn. That. So yeah, we'll have to figure it out. We're going to have to. Yeah. Hmm. We're going to have to get a hold of that. Next time that we speak on confirmation, Jacques, I expect to hear the song, okay? <laughs> I gave you my corny line. It's time for you to give the song. So. Well, Bishop, we were talking to Deacon Gary uh, about the importance of parents in the entire process of 
confirmation and he shared his own beautiful insights as a catechist and a teacher. What, what advice do you have to parents as their, uh, you know, as their children prepare for the sacrament and as they, you know, receive the sacrament and, you know, in your diocese, they have a long ways to continue to live out the sacrament mm-hmm. as young people in their homes. So what advice do you have for them? Well, I think the parents need to be actively involved in the preparation, you know, learn along with the kids. I, I think a lot of times I, I think our parents discover that they're learning as much as the kids do uh, as their children get ready for receiving the sacraments. And so being part of that process, which kind of opens their eyes to uh, what's going on as well in that sacrament, it kind of renews their understanding of the whole thing. But then it also sorts of sort of sets them on a course where they're able to recognize and reinforce and encourage their children in living according to these gifts and, and receiving these gifts, these fruits, uh, being open to the, the presence of God in their lives, being open to receiving the gifts of the Spirit on a daily basis, you know, maybe encouraging their, their young people, pray for wisdom, pray for fortitude or courage, pray for these gifts when you need them, and, you know, make that part of daily family prayer. I think that, too, can be a very, very uh, powerful, lived way of, of uh, encouraging and being part of uh, their children's formation. So praying together, daily prayer, family prayer, I think that's a, that's a huge thing. It's a huge blessing. Well, thank you so much, Bishop John Folda, for joining us today on Real Presence Live. We're going to have to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to take a pilgrimage to purgatory. And that's not just confirmation instruction, right, Jacques? It's not just teaching confirmation to high schoolers. We're going to talk more about what it means to take a pilgrimage to purgatory when we come back here on Real Presence Live. 